episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. I am the slick-talking, guitar-playing, running off to Vegas and winning a bunch of money and getting married, Zenobia. (laughs) (laughs) And I am your drum solo shades on two gentlemen to talk about the ladies I've been kissing. Lenny. Ooh. And tonight, we guys, we have a guest. Yes. We have the sweet-talking, always there for the band. The songs are written about her. Ow. She might be with the lead singer, but she looking at that drummer <laughs> in real life. She is. Her husband's a drummer. <laughs> <He's> and <laughs> Annette here, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Hey, isn't that our fan? Hey, wasn't that our fan? She is a fan. She is a very long friend of mine. We have done some crazy shit over the years. She's seen me when I was young and now that I'm old. And uh if you're old then I'm old, so we're not. I didn't want to say yet. that. But. <laughs> She is the general manager at a very fancy movie theater out here in these parts. Yes, that's true. This is true. (laughs) We don't have to talk about that part. I mean, I was just going to ask for the listeners out there, you know, how is it coming back in 2021? You know, movie theaters are starting to open up. At first it was, well, because we were at 25%, so it took a long time for people to be like, oh, you guys are open? You know, a lot of phone calls like that, but, and then everything just kind of sold out because we didn't have the room, but everybody's just glad to be out. They've seen all these movies. Mm, I they know. don't care if it's already <laughs> been on HBO. They want to just be out and it's, I mean, it's been good. It's that's been, good because um, we good all want to just be out. <laughs> I miss going I to the movies. I really miss going to the movies. Yeah. I mean, during quarantine, I did hit up some drive-in movies. And so we watched Sandlot with Jason and Smashley. Oh. You know, that's how I did. But I, I also rented a theater from you guys and pulled my family in there and we got to watch Coming to America, y'all. Yeah, with well, you and the fam, the mom. With the, mom, the mom and the dads and the and the cousins and the brother and the sister-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Like, they all showed up. We turned out because we needed a little bit of movie theater time. So, I don't know about y'all. But I'm ready to drink. Ooh, hell yeah you are. I'm thirsty. Do you want to tell everybody what movie you picked for your feel-good movie? Yeah, so my choice for feel-good movie, I am choosing That Thing You Do. That thing you do, you know, it's snappy. Yeah, snappy. Starring our amazing Tom Hanks. Tom the motherfucking Hanks, y'all. Woody. (laughs) 
Yeah, Mr. Hanks. Mr. Hanks. So to honor our beautiful film, That Thing You Do, mm -hmm. I have chosen the drink, I am Spartacus. What do you call that? I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love it. How did we get here? <laughs> I led you here, sir. For I am Spartacus. <laughs> when this podcast really blows up and we're looking at each other, I'm going to say that to you and you better say you're Spartacus. I, you, I was there. I was you there. were there, yeah. You <laughs> let me to, here. I got to be there. <laughs> we have talked about doing this movie so many times on this podcast, so here it is, finally. So the cocktail, I am Spartacus, because I'm ready to drink it. You've got 1.5 mm -hmm. ounces of Hennessy, 1 ounce of fresh lemon juice, 0.5 ounces of mango puree, and 0.5 ounces of simple syrup, and 3 basil leaves. If you want to muddle up the mango and basil leaves beforehand, you can do so, but shaking it up in the shaker with all the other ingredients mm -hmm. is totally fine. You're going to pour it over ice in a lowball glass and then top it with some club soda to get it all fizzy. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to garnish mm -hmm. with a basil leaf and a lemon wheel. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I did all of that except the mango puree. Girl, I had just bought some mango juice, and I was like, you know what? Good enough. Yeah. And so that is what we have. But everything else, I was, I did it. I pulled basil leaves from my mama's garden. Mm -hmm. nice. So freshly picked, homegrown, organic fucking basil leaves in our drinks. So It's greasy basil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. That's good. It's pretty good. I like it. I don't. I hate anything with a mango in it. I think it's perfect. I think you did a great job. It's very delicious. Delish. And after two, I'll be like, woohoo. <laughs> but you know what? It's time. I'm ready. I am. I was born ready, bitch. Let's do it. I want to drink. I'm ready to drink. My motherfucking drinking, drinking game. Yes. yes, sir. All right. My drink is not even close to being done, so let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's get, let's get it started in here. Yeah. You want to take a sip? Taking a sip. When someone mispronounces the wonders. Yeah, it looks like the Oneaters. No, the the wonders. Got it. Looks like the Oneaters. The, uh, introducing the Oneaters. He's like, it's the wonders. The word is out on you, Oneaters. The word is out on you, Oneaters. Hey, that's on netters. That's the O'Netters. <laughs> so that's a double sim. That's two. That's a double sim. <laughs> double sip right there. So yeah, that happens a lot. So get ready to sip. I'm gonna get you drunk tonight, you guys. Oh. This is for real happening. I bet. Next, this wonders with the O N E. It doesn't work. It's confusing. From now on, you boys will just be simply the wonders. As in, I wonder what happened to the Oneaters? That's right. It's confusing. We're just going to change it to the Wonders. Like, I wonder what happened to the Oneaters? To the Oneaters? <laughs> exactly. That's about like five steps yeah. right there. So, get ready to drink. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, you're going to take a mm -hmm. sip. When Guy shouts out, I am Spartacus. Or, I am Spartacus! Or, I In honor of our drink. In honor of the drink. I had to. Let's play that uh, Spartacus again. You are going to take a sip. 
already simped. Every single time, Lenny does a hilarious one-liner. <laughs> We're going to be drunk. <laughs> What's your one-liner that you love? Oh, I'm not here with these fellas. Oh, I'm not here with these fellas. I got a big in competition over at the Livestock Pavilion, and I am going to win that blue ribbon. Blue ribbon. <laughs> the guy looks so confused at him, like, what? It's very important you don't stink today. Hey, I make no guarantees. I make no guarantees. <laughs> He's like, yeah, try not to suck out there today, you guys. I make no guarantees. <laughs> he has the best. I play a lot of cards. Obviously. Want to see my deck? See? You gotta be quick. You gotta be quick with me. I'm from Erie, PA. You gotta be quick. You gotta be quick with me. <laughs> He's like, do you know what this is? Presidential flashcards. <laughs> Presidential flashcards. Flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. the best lines in this. He has the best lines in the film. <laughs> and then his reaction and his work with Tom Hanks is just too funny. I bet it's too funny. we all know that Tom Hanks loves to do improvisations. Like I only can imagine that him and Steve Zahn just had the best time on this film. Seriously. I will definitely give you a little bit on how, how that went down. But yeah. What are you crazy? A man in a really nice camper wants to put our song on the radio. Give me a pen. I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing. <laughs> Okay, so you go on. Take a sip. Simping and simping. When Mr. White comments on their suits. I knew you were going to do this. You guys are looking good in gold. Have I ever told you? You guys are looking good in red. Have I ever told you that? (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous in the black suits. Have I told you that? Hi. Fabulous in the black suits. I can do your color. (laughs) They do look good in all the colors, I'm going to say. So he's not lying. He's not, He's not lying. And they look stylish, so I'll go mm-hmm. So you're going to take a sip? Simping. And then you are going to take a sip every single time Jimmy fake smiles. Little bitch. Mm. <laughs> like when he's singing. I quit. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit, Mr. White. <laughs> Little dick ass. Classic. Classic Jimmy. All right. Now you're going to finish your drink. Mm, drink be finishing. Finish your drink. Oh, shit. Okay. When their song is on the radio. Mm. That's the Vicksburg with Drive Faster. WJET hit time. Ten minutes past the hour. Hey, here's something new. A local Erie band's got a new record out. Just won the Mercyhurst Talent Show a couple of weeks ago. This is Erie's own Run the radio! Which ends yep. with, I am Spartacus! So, it's an epic moment. Mm. You're like, ah! Yeah, that's an epic it's an Spartacus. Epic Spartacus. <laughs> so, you're going to finish your drink when their song's on the radio. You're going to finish your drink okay. when Guy meets Dell at the Blue Note. Or the Blue Spot. Okay, alright. Mm-hmm. Well, you got like to. That. That's oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bill Paxton is sitting over there. They are all sitting there drinking. He gets to meet his idol. You want to meet him? His idol. He gets to meet his idol, and he's not even like an asshole. You know how they always say, like, don't meet your heroes because they're going to disappoint you? He didn't. He sat with them. He was cool, and he gave them good advice. Like when he said, you're my biggest fan. You're. You are my biggest fan. You are my biggest biggest fan. fan. Thank you. I just want to say that he's 
says that that is the line that he gets yelled at all the time is, <laughs> "I am, you are my biggest fan," or "I am Spartacus." He said those are things that people yell at him all the time. So if you ever see him, please tell him that he is your biggest fan. He'll appreciate it. Tom Ever Scott, right? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Tom Scott. I love it. Yeah, when you see him, not Guy Patterson. He's not real. He's not. He's not. The, I'm sorry. He's not, he's not. Okay, and the last one. You gonna finish your drink when Guy and Faye kiss? When's the last time you've been good and kissed? When was the last time you were decently kissed? I mean, truly, truly good and kissed. That means that you need to like because kiss this glass and make it bottoms up, y'all. Uh-huh. Before you kiss the floor. Before you kiss the floor. Any add-ons you guys want to see on the drinking game? I mean, we're drunk. Yeah, you got us real drunk on that one. Okay. I was only thinking of one. Mm-hmm. What? If you want to have them sip anytime Jimmy talks about his music, he hesitant. He's hesitant to sign for his music. Yeah. When oh. He want to record something with his music. Oh, that's true. It's his music. Always with his music. That's true. You can't go have fun with everyone because it's always like so serious. He's gotta do something with his music. Mm-hmm. He's the party pooper. I would definitely add that you simp every time someone says Faye's name. You'd be like, Lady Faye's about to talk, so shh. Like you know, like <laughs> they say her name all the time. So I would totally. And she is the heart of that band. Even though she mm-hmm. only adds the claps to the song, she, she is the heart of that band. She calls it her ba- our band. We should name ourselves like, you know. Yeah, she would. She believed in them. She believed in them. The All right. Well, that is the motherfucking drinking, drinking game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you oh. for getting drunk with me. Thank you. I just want to say that Lenny is coming into her own on this show, taking over some of the drinking game responsibilities. And I think that she she's doing great, you guys. And so... coming up with the drinks and the harstory, you guys. I know. Don't you start crying. I'm going to start crying. She's such a crier, but don't. I'm such a crier. I'm just saying, I think that you're doing a good job. <laughs> Keep it up. She's a member of the band. She's a member of the band. You are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the TV player. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're a real name. Yep. You're a real name. <laughs> Yeah, all right. You're my Lenny, dude. And I'm I your, am the Lenny. And I'm the guy. You're Shades. I'm Shades. I'm too cool for school, man. You are way too cool for school. You're the smart one. I feel like oh, yeah. I would have been the person, if I was in a band, that Mr. White comes to him and is just like, make sure this happens. Get your stuff together. Make sure that they mm-hmm. sign this. I really am just talking to you. I don't need to talk to the whole band. If you say yes, then the band's going to come. Give me a pen. I'm signing. You're, You're signing. signing. We're all signing. This guy in a nice camper. <laughs> this guy in a nice camper wants to put our song on, on the radio. radio. <laughs> he served him stew and beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> Got me state. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready? Oh. For the stats. <gasps> Give me those stats, stats, stats. I want to hear those stats, stats, stats. Give me those stats, stats, stats. Step me up. Step me up. You, I am about to. <laughs> I'm about to give you the stats. This movie <laughs> dropped. <laughs> this movie dropped October fourth, nineteen ninety six, baby. Ooh. Good year. 
good year. Mm. We were nine, and I probably didn't see this movie until it came on TV. I don't remember going to see it. I do. You went to see it? Did yeah. you go see it in the theater? I did see it. Dang, no. I, I caught it on HBO like the next summer. Oh. But I loved it. <laughs> It was, uh, it was such a, it's, it's such a wholesome film. Like there's nothing bad that happens into it. So my parents were like, yeah, we're going to go see it. We love Tom Hanks. The budget for this movie was $26 million. Now, if you translate that into 2021 money, that is more like $44 million to make this movie. Which isn't that much. Which is not that much. I know. He did such a good job on such a small budget. It's amazing. But let's remember that none of these people were stars. They're all stars now, but none of them were stars. This bitch. This bitch. Get get away. Distinguished, Tom. For some reason, Lenny is just in a uh, nice backdrop filter where she keeps putting lotion lotion on and tom (laughs) hanks and she's trying to fake kiss him it's making you so mad isn't it look at that fucking silver fox Mm. ass bitch Mm. all right (laughs) so this movie made 34 million dollars which translated in 2021 money is like 57 million dollars so it broke even and it made a little change, but very little change in the scope of movie movies. Damn. Yeah. Surprising. I was semi-surprised. I thought that it would be higher. Yeah. Do you feel that it's a hidden gem and then maybe it'll come back and people will be like, have you seen this? Have you seen oh, this? Oh, it's straight up a cult classic. It, it is. is a cult classic because it's not a huge grossing movie. It's not a movie that like... You guys, all of us have been going past the drive-ins or if your movie theater was allowing you guys in. They're playing old movies. Mm -hmm. And this is not one that I've, like, seen on a marquee anywhere ever. And if it would, I would have been like, oh, my God, that thing you do, girl. Let's go see that. Like, But it's not one that I ever really see. But I know when you mention it to people, especially people like our ages, it... They'll be like, oh, yeah, that damn song. And they start singing it to you or they quote a line or something like everyone. My dad was just like, oh, is that the Tom Hanks one where he's he's in a band? And I was like, no, <laughs> he's not in the band. <laughs> he's in a band. Why is the drink called Spartacus? I don't get it. Like, you know, cause that wasn't his thing. <laughs> I wish it made more money, but it did not. So Rotten Tomatoes critics. Ninety-three percent. Oh, I was a little worried when it started because I was like, "Wait, is it not good?" Because you were oh, like, yeah. "Oh, I always make it seem like it's not good," oh. and some, and most of the time it's not, but sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> I mean, ninety-three yeah. percent. Last week we it. had "Singing in the Rain," which was like our first hundred. Like, girl, Run Tomatoes yeah. loved it. This movie, I do think the critics like it. I did watch uh, Cisco and Evers. Uh, review on it mm-hmm. and they were just like you know it's a nice movie it's sweet it doesn't really you know there's nothing bad there's nothing really it's just you just enjoy it so I'm gonna give it a thumbs up so they got yeah. two thumbs up from them and I was like okay, okay cause I was wondering I was like I bet they said some shit about Tom Hanks but they did not they were like yeah. you know it's Tom Hanks and he's a big star so <laughs> of course. he's America's dad man 
Once he got coronavirus, I took that shit serious. I was sad. I was like, you guys, if Tom Hanks dies, like, what the fuck are we going to do? No. I quit. I know. That, that Everyone wear masks. Tom Hanks got it, you guys. How dare you give no it to No one's him. safe. Who gave it to him? Who? And his wife? Who did and this? Rita. And they tried to go after Rita. Oh, my you God. everybody down. How Get Liam Neeson on it. I feel like she is uh, America's <laughs> cool stepmom. I don't think she's America's yeah, mom. Totally. She's like the cool aunt. She's the cool like, aunt. Get away with. Right. She's the one on call, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'll call Rita. Like, Rita, I'm drunk. Can you come get me? Okay. I'm at my boyfriend's house. I don't know where I am. Can you just sign me? Can you just... I'm going to just drop a pen. Just come to the pen. And you just drop a writing pen on the floor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can't find you. But she would. I believe she would. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The audience. Yes. 78%. Those which motherfuckers. I... <laughs> I'm mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. And I also feel like not enough people have seen this movie. I don't get it. I don't get it either, but. It's not a movie where you leave and you're like, oh, hey, you like leave happy. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, if it was less than 50%, then I would have been pissed. But anything over 60%, I feel like, okay, someone in there likes it. There's just some stupid people. But I'm on the critic side. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. So, the ZZ Fresh, 99%. I love this movie. I think it's great. I think it's funny. I think Tom Hanks does a good job at everything that he did in this. At everything that he does. And the songs are extremely catchy, and I've been listening to them nonstop for a week, and I'm not annoyed at all. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't annoy you. No. You know, you can just listen, listen, listen. Like, they'll play that thing the whole time, and you're just, like, singing along. While we were setting up, I kept singing, and I'm like, damn it, this song's stuck in my head. It's because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So, I love this movie. What is our Lenny Zest my little Lenny Zest, 100%. That is serious for me. This movie gets me just so happy, going good. The storyline is there. I even love the deleted scenes. They even fit perfectly. The music is amazing. <laughs> the characters, the costumes. Oh, my God, girl. When I see Diane Dane come out with those black and white polka dot pants and that that tank top fringe, I know it's you. That's your outfit. <laughs> Girl, we were just watching that scene. I was like, God, I, I hate her, but I love that outfit. That's so God, cute. It's, it's so little... your outfit. It's it so is totally outfit. me. The costumes are phenomenal, like perfect. I just, yeah. I love it 100%. 100%. All right. Well, what is our, what's our net spice? What, what do you give it? I give it 100. There I agree. Boom. Boom. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I did a 99. <laughs> Once you told me you were doing it, I got so excited. I was like, She did. Yes, she so got good. so excited that I was like, Do you want to be on the show? I love that. Yes. <laughs> I've been I telling everybody I'm going to be famous. Yeah, she's telling everyone how famous she's about to be. So. Hell yeah. All right, well, I'm changing it to a hundo. Really? Yeah. It's, a, it's written in the book. I wrote it down. It's real. The 99 was basically because I feel like I want it more, but then I did watch the extended version. And I got more, so... There you go. I, I will give it to you. All right, well, 
That, my friends, is the stats. Give me those stats, stats, stats. Are you ready for the AKAs? Oh, you didn't. I'm so excited. Stop it. The AKAs, for those who aren't in the know, means also known as. So these are the titles of the movies in Mm -hmm. different parts of the world. So not everywhere is that thing you do, um, but most places it is. But here are the ones if you went somewhere else that it's not. So if you went to Hungary, it is called The Band is Pushing. <laughs> is that the way the song goes too? You know, I wonder that if they, I, I feel like no, because they're not going to write new songs for every different fucking country just because they don't. So if I know you, you're pushing that thing <laughs> every day, just pushing that thing. I can't take that band pushing that thing they do. Yeah. Okay, so if we went to Estonia. Estonia. This is called Who Can It Will. I love it. Can I get one ticket for Who Can It Will? Who Can It Will, baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why do they speak in real life? Over there? I, have, I have no clue. <laughs> These are roughly translated. I like to just throw that out there in case somebody just thinks I'm making fun of your country. I'm not. I am Google translating your title, and this is what comes so up. If okay. I know you. Who can it will? <laughs> do, it can it will it will. Do, 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 do. <laughs> This is exciting. I'm really excited for the next one. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> she loves AKs. <laughs> they're pretty good, yeah. So once in a blue moon, they're like, Mer. but for the most part, they're fucking hilarious. Okay, so if we went to Italy. Italy. It is called Music Graffiti. What? Music graffiti. Do, 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 so do. if I know you, you're music graffiti. Every day, just music graffiti. I can't take you making music graffiti. Do, 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 do. I can't. Oh, that one's so good. Thank you, Italy. When you do your grandpa's, put that as a title. <laughs> Music, Music. What Tom? No one's gonna know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, that's funny. That's not true. Because people in Italy be like, I fucking love Music or that That's on my DVD. Okay. I used to watch it when it was on VHS. <laughs> I love it. Wait, please tell me there's more. I'm excited. Oh, there's a lot more. Okay, Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if we took our I'm Spartacus Cocktail and went to Japan. Oh, Japan. It would be called All to You. All to You, okay. All to You. All to You. All to You. You're doing that thing. And all to You. All to You. I can take you all to You, to You. To You. Do, 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 do. I hope you hear this and you are laughing at us right now. Yeah. Okay, so if we went to Poland, this movie would be called 
the madness of youth. The madness of a youth doing things. Oh, I can't take the madness of youth. <laughs> I can't take the youth. That one makes it feel like it's dark. Like it's I mean, I feel like it is a good title for the movie because one, these kids are dumb and they're mad. And Jimmy is the Jimmy real mad is one. The stupid one. And you know, they're all youth. I mean, Lenny, he's like spending his money left and right and getting married in Vegas and like dipping out. He's just dumb, young and dumb. Dumb, full of cum. And full of cum. I don't know. <laughs> Poland. I don't know where you got that one. I like it. Um, but if you went to Portugal, it'd be called All for a Dream. Go ahead, I'm ready to hear it. <laughs> and if I know you, you're all for the all dream. The- Every day you're all for Just a dream. Off of the dream. I can't take you all off for a dream. dream. Boom, 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 do, boom. Do, do, do. <laughs> I can't That anymore. is not the worst one, though. That's not the worst one. No, that actually, that's pretty cute. Okay, so we went to Russia. It's called What You Do. Say it aggressively. What you do! <laughs> <laughs> You, you do what you do. Do what you do. What what you do every, every day. day. What you do. Do what you do. <laughs> I can't take you doing what you do. Do 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 do. do, do, do. <laughs> Thank you, Russia. You guys, you guys never let me down. All right. <clears throat> So if we go to Spain, it's called The Wonders. Oh, oh that's, I mean, that's good. And it's not spelled O-Neater, it's spelled <laughs> Wonders. It's spelled Wonders. Just so, so, you know. <laughs> that's the O-Natters. Not the O-Natters. No, the, the Wonders. Got it. Looks like the O-Neaters. Okay, so if we go to Taiwan, which we love Taiwan. They always have some pretty good ones. Taiwan always has some good ones. Taiwan is called... Unstoppable miracle. What is the miracle? That they had one hit. Oh, they're unstoppable. That's what I would think it is. Unstoppable. Unstoppable, unstoppable mi- miracle. Miracle. Good one. Unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable miracle. Unstoppable miracle. Unstoppable miracle. Doom, 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 doom. Yep. Taiwan. Unstoppable miracle. Miracle. It's an unstoppable miracle. I'm writing it down right now. It is an unstoppable miracle. It's the music graffiti of our lives. (laughs) And the last one, if we went to Turkey, this this movie would be called Dream Song. Dream Song, Dream Song, doing that dream song. Every day I'm doing that dream song. I can't help but doing that dream song. And the Russian part. What you do? What do you do? All right. <laughs> that is my um, AKAs. You guys. This is pretty good. 
Which one was your favorite? Well, the Russian kind of because it was very aggressive. <laughs> you told me to say yeah, it aggressive. It was. <laughs> that, the other one though, the can't, can't one. Who who can it will? Who can it will? Yeah, the band is pushing. I do love music, music graffiti, musical grief graffiti. <laughs> you sing that, I just couldn't. Are you ready for this? Wait. Oh my god, yes. My this is my. Who can it will Tom Hanks to have a film that is perfect, feel good, and music graffiti? It's an unstoppable miracle. It's the dream song of our generation and madness of youth. Who can you win? <laughs> that's that's perfect. That's my Rotten Tomatoes. I'm putting it in. And I just submit. <laughs> Thank you for that. I feel like you need to do that now for every time. <laughs> when we have the AKAs, you write your review with all these <laughs> wonderful titles. I think it's brilliant. Because somebody's going to be like, I love musical graffiti. I watched it all the time. (laughs) We watch it every Christmas. Every Christmas. (laughs) You know, Thanksgiving, we gather around and we watch, you know, who can, it will. Who can? Who can? (laughs) It will. Okay, so uh, you got anything you want to talk about? Just to go along with our awesome AKAs, I just want to do a little shout out to the Wonders, the Oneaters. They had a lot of brainstorming <laughs> to get their name for their band, and I just wanted to throw a couple out there and see if you, if any of them tickle your fancy other than the Wonders. Okay. I hope the Herdsman's in there, bitch. <laughs> of course it is. I keep going back to the Herdsman. I keep going back to the herdsman. The herdsman. One of the senses. <laughs> One of the six senses. You know, like cord cord vets. No. Cord vets. No. Cord vets, like chords in our music. Like the car. <laughs> <laughs> what about the tempos? I was in a band tempos. once. The tempos they were terrible. Terrible. Hey guy, didn't you used to play drums for the band? <laughs> the tempos. Heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Okay, so the the unknown ones kind of are Mom's Hot Dish. No. Apparently Steve Zahn threw that one in there. The Lords of Erie. No. Jimmy in this, Jimmy in that. Ooh. No. The Hanks. <laughs> I kind of wish that was it. I love this one. Phase Addiction. Ooh. That sounds like a rock band. Uh, they sound like two, yeah. They're too clean to be phase addiction, but I it's think true. that's a great name for the band. That's it. The ticks, the dollars, and the flannels. <laughs> but none of them wore flannels. No. Well, they would have if that was their <laughs> name. Like, you don't think Mr. White would have had them in different color flannels? What were we thinking? Yeah, they're just wearing flan- different flannel suits. Look at that red flannel. I know you're looking in that red flannel. You're sweating, but you're, you look good. You look, you look good. good. So those are just a few alternate band names that I thought were really cool. Jimmy and the Hertzman. That's what I keep going by. Just keep going on my <laughs> Jimmy and the Hertzman. Yeah, that is hilarious. How about I the mean, big tippers? Always... I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's so cute. I like it. It's always hard to come up with 
a band name or a show name. Totally. You know, sometimes it just clicks and you're like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like, for us to come up with this, lights, camera, cocktails, it took like an afternoon. We were like, ooh, the wonder. <laughs> and we are like, no, I think that's already taken. <laughs> and they were terrible. They were terrible. <laughs> they were terrible. I like it. And if I know you, I who can it will? Every day, oh, who can it will? I can't take you. <laughs> who can oh, it yeah. will? The madness of youth. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we. I kept saying music graffiti. And if I know you, I tell you. Except naming the band. The I have Hanks. a phase addiction. Oh, it's good. Phase addiction. Next, this wonders with the O N E. It doesn't work. It's confusing. Yeah, we gotta talk about. We're gonna talk about Tom. He looks concerned. Concerned. Serious like, what, business, what are you Tom. Say about me? Yeah. This is not All our right, first Tom. time talking about Tom. This is not our first time, and it's not gonna be our last. We have done. I guess we've only done one. Forest. That's it. That's all you've done. Oh no, and a league of their own. That's two. Oh, that's what I thought. I, I was gonna have to say it. A Girl, I'm. You guys, I'm so sorry that I have over 130 episodes in my head. I can't always remember them. Sometimes I gotta just look at their filmography and be like, Oh yeah, we did do that. She's drunk. It's okay. <sighs> Not yet, but I just made my second drink, so <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> this chair falls, makes me fall on the ground. <laughs> it will be recorded I and can't wait. the show's Someone's got to take a photo as soon as it happens <laughs> and that I need you to get on the camera immediately. I'm ready. That's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Dirt in the skirt. Okay. <laughs> You're the one that picked the chair. I offered you this one. I did. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay. So, Mr. Tom Hanks. Mr. Forrest Gump, Mr. Woody, the fucking sheriff, my favorite old white man. And I think that this was awesome. It being his very first attempt right? of writing and directing ever. And we got this gem out of this genius. So let's do this. So Tom Hanks, he is not known as being a director and writer, and especially before 1996. He basically had had this idea of putting this 1960s boy band together in his head and kind of laid out exactly how the story was going to go and everything. And then he decided that he wanted to write it in the script. And the only experience that he had in script writing is reading them. So he was no screenplay. That was, he had never attempted it. He just had read a kajillion of them in his time. And the only directing that he had was being directed as an actor on the amazing ass movies that he had been on up to that point. He got it all together and he sat down and wrote it. Some people say he wrote it in 30 days, but I heard from his mouth, because I called him, I was like, hey, Tom. And he, quick, quick question, real quick. Um, and he said he, he did it in about three months and wrote it all out, very rough copy of it. 
and then like gave it to some of his friends and you know they were like this is good you know maybe change this this is good this is good but no. like seriously you need to go ahead and take it to the studio which he did and who tells Tom Hanks no I don't know I don't think that's a thing yeah and so they made it for quite cheap 20 26 million dollars and all the young nameless actors mm-hmm. that you hired are now career actors who are on TV Netflix, you know, or just recognizable. Yeah, very recognizable. He he started this little rat pack kind of shit. He said the hardest thing was casting. Some of the casting was easy, some of the casting was hard. He got the cast that he wanted. Might not be like, oh, I didn't know that he like directed stuff. Like if you have ever seen Band of Brothers, did you ever watch that? Ah, I love Band of Brothers. I am not a a war movie type of girl. But I did watch some of those. Because mm-hmm. definitely because I knew he directed it. Saving Private Ryan is like a fucking amazing. The cast talked about how much they love working with him. Mm-hmm. That he was extremely nice, but real and firm. They said that one day, they <laughs> it said like one day the entire band was late. Like all of them were late. Whoa. And Tom Hanks was just like, hey, you know, let's come into the trailer here. And he was like, okay, so that's the last time that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to let this one slide. And he wasn't talking about, like, that's the last time it's going to happen on the set. He was talking about, like, that's the last time it's going to happen in your career. Yeah. You need to be respectful and be here on time when you need to be here. And, you know, I'm not going to fucking yell at you, but, bitch, you better be here tomorrow. At 6 a.m. or whenever the fuck the call time is and be here. Don't be late. Don't be those actors. I believe it. And all of them took it to heart. Like, damn, Papa Hanks is mad at us. Like, what are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, Daddy Hanks is pissed. I know. Look. <laughs> I know. He, this, he means business. He means business. Why were you late? Why were you late? <laughs> and they just kind of went with it with them, you know. And he took them under mm-hmm. his wings and just kind of explained how this shit was done because none of them had worked on anything like this. Except Liv Tyler. Ever. They learned lots of stuff from Well, I mean, like... I think Liv Tyler, but, I would say, probably... I won't say her. I would say, like, the band. Like, they've never been okay. in a movie where they had to, like, spend three months learning an instrument. Yeah. You know, like, it was a whole different, like, grind than a normal just come in, say my lines, and, like, leave. I can't believe she just said that Faye's not a part of the band. Oh, my God. <sighs> I was just as surprised as you. She is part of the band, but she didn't no, have to true. learn any it's instrument true. except her hands. And she knew those bad boys. You're ruining this beautiful moment. <laughs> so that okay. that's what I'm saying. Not that like they had never been on a movie, but it was a totally different experience than what they had been used to. But other than that, they said they fucking love working with him. He's like known for being like a funny guy who will tell us sit there and crack jokes with you and make you feel at ease and just you know he's the actor's director that's exactly what he is mm-hmm. and I want him to do so much more than what he already fucking does I want to see more of him directing one of the people that encouraged him the most to direct was Sean Penn yeah they were friends 
Yeah, this it was amazing to hear the story about how Sean was telling him, listen, you cannot be a great actor until you've directed something. Trust me. And they were Halloween trick-or-treating with their kids, I guess, which is super... Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Which is so endearing and really sweet to hear that between two great actors. So... Thank goodness they had that conversation because I, I know it sparked something. Tom said that it really sparked in him. Maybe I really do need to do this. I need to focus and try it out and see where this creative outlet is going to take me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was the, one of the first people to read a script. And he was just like, yeah, man, just do, it, do it, do it. It's not like anything super serious that, you know, you need. Mm hmm the craziest lighting and you need to have the greatest cinematographer and stuntmen and none of that shit. He didn't need, he, he didn't go Michael Bay with it where it's his first movie and he's like, I need to blow up shit and give me the most expensive, rarest fucking car. Let's put it in. Like none of that. It was like, everything is super easy and simple. We'll find a nice little town or a set and we'll make it, we'll make it happen. Captain. Mm -hmm. So I love him and you know, he keeps it in the fam bam. So not only is Rita his wife in this movie, playing Margarita, the sassy, fun waitress. Server now. Server, I'm sorry. Which, fun fact, that's her actual name, Marguerite. That's her real-life actual name. Oh. Well, now that I know that, <laughs> if I ever see her in a bar or a restaurant, I'm sending her a margarita. Mm, that's cute. I'd be like, can you get her a margarita? Just the, you know, the $5 one, not the Cadillac. Sorry. I'm not making... Like, tell, tell Tom I sent you this. Tell Tom I sent you this. <laughs> tell him to listen to my podcast. There's three episodes of him. <laughs> yeah, so not only is she in it, but one of your little boo-boos is in it. Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks. He has a very small cameo. You blink and you miss it. I... Had never paid attention to where he was. Lenny had to send me a snapshot. She's like, bitch, this, he's right here. Because right I'm constantly looking at Faye. This is when Faye gets all dolled Ooh. up and cute. And she's coming to the live taping of them on TV. And she's getting escorted up the stairs and into the building. And the man who escorts her is little baby Hanks. So You see more of him with the deleted scene. Because he stands there and like says a couple oh, of things. Oh, his dad is like, eh, I don't need you in here. And he just cut his ass. Because he just stands there and he kind of eye Googles her. And she's like, thank you. And then and he walks she's over. Cute. <laughs> yeah. I get that. He also puts his daughter, Elizabeth, in the film. And who's Elizabeth? What's she do? Elizabeth uh, Hanks is in the dress shop where Faye's getting ready. You can see oh. her. She's looking all very bored and like whatever. Oh, I did see her, yeah. I didn't know that was her. I didn't That's know her. that was her. And you know I love when they throw their family and friends in these fucking movies. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious to it's me. It's so good. Especially when they're not actors. I mean, he threw some in there that, you know, end up being deleted scenes or the extended scenes, uh, uncut version of this movie. And the theory is online that Mr. White, Mr. White... <laughs> is mm -hmm. gay which i love i think it's it's a great twist yeah and and you know especially being in like 1964 when this movie is set to have him like just have it even being like semi-mentioned so what happens mm -hmm. is after guy gets super drunk at the fucking 
bar. Margarita drops him off. I know. Tom Hanks pays her. I love that little scene. You're a great gal. You're a great gal. You You are so great. You are. You're a great gal. Really? I'm a great gal? Yup, you are. You're a great gal. A gal. A great gal. Imagine that. I'm a gal. Great gal. And, right? Like, oh my god, you guys are, like, really together. Great gal. He's how many times does he say great gal? I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so when Guy gets out of the car, Mr. White is just like, yo, get your band together. Tomorrow you guys are going to be on TV. Just do your shit. And so while he is talking to him, there's a very nice gentleman. What's his name again? Oh, I had him. Howie Long. Howie Long. <laughs> Howie Long. Howie Long. Lloyd. Let's we'll call him Lloyd. Lloyd is sitting in front of this beautiful convertible, looking very yes. upset and impatient, like he's waiting for somebody. And he's pouting. He's so pouty, Mr. Pouty Face. He's so pouty. And then after Tom Hanks tries to direct Guy upstairs. Guy drunkly follows him to the car and they get in and he's all walking. He's all walking. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you are, you stay here. We leaving. And he's just like, we and he's just like, oh, why don't you bring him along? Bring him along. <laughs> From Mr. Pouty to this. I don't think so, guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's gay. He's gay. I love it. And so like, he's just like, He's just like, um, he couldn't handle it. And he's like, bye, girl. We're going to be late. We'll be fashionably late. And yes, he was a raider. And he is an ESPN anchor person, which is where I would know him the most. Because damn, Gina, they all wear fucking helmets. And I don't think I was even watching football when he was even playing. He's been out of the game for like 20-something years. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes. I have another fun fact to go with that. Besides, everyone thinks that he is gay. I love that. But Tom Hanks himself is an Oakland boy. He is a Raiders fan. And not only did he put a Raider in the movie, but he named something after a Raider. So if you know about the restaurant by the airport, Villa Pianos. You know, that place by the airport. The airport? <laughs> Is it always so smoky? Is it always so... <laughs> God, she's like my grandma. Like, you take her somewhere and she just complains about everything. everything. Oh my God, is the air really this cold? Table 42, your pizza's ready. <laughs> your pizza's ready. <laughs> okay, so it is named after linebacker Phil... Villapiano, who is a Villa Raider, Piano. who is a was a Raider back in the fucking day. <laughs> so Tom Hanks, how come I never see you at a motherfucking Raider game? I've been to well, at least like fifteen in my life. <laughs> is it true? I I heard through the grapevine that in two thousand and seventeen, when they moved the Raiders to Vegas, he boycotted it and he hasn't been to a game since. Well, I also haven't been to a game since, but that's because coronavirus fucked up my last year's season. (laughs) (laughs) Or I was like, when I went to Vegas. I mean... I just didn't know if that's true or not. I I I didn't do any research on that. I would like to believe that that's not true, because if you're a Raider fan, 
you're a Raider fan. So he might be a little mad that they moved to Vegas, but you shouldn't because Oakland didn't have enough money or care about them enough. The city, not the fans, to keep them. So that's that. Tom Hanks, I love you. I love the Raiders, and that makes me love you even more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say one of my favorite little fun facts about Tom Hanks and his character in this film has to be that uh, you finally hear his actual name. When Soul Silas screams it out, he calls him Andy. So his name is Andy White. I think that's so cool. Mr. White. That's all I hear. He's uh, yeah. Andy White. He's named after the second drummer from uh, the Beatles. He's drumming on, what's that uh, song, Love Me Do? Love, love me do. You know I... He did the first recording of it. Wait, uh, they had to re-record it, and so they had uh, Andy White, who's he's he's known pretty well for being like a extra Beatles band because he was a studio drummer uh, in the UK during that time. Look at her; she fucking knows shit. <laughs> oh, oh, stop it! That was just one of my fun little fun facts. Well, Tom Hanks was in Splash. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Tom Hanks? Oh, I do love him in Splash, but Big. Loved him in Big. Big. Big is so good. Toy Story. He's just so Toy good. Story. He's fucking Woody, you guys. He's Woody. He's, He's Woody. Woody. And you can't, like, hate on a man who has done so many great movies. Forrest Gump is Forrest my all-time Gump. fucking favorite. He's been a I fucking... Like Castaway. So many. Oh, we... Jimmy Dugan. I think that might be my favorite. He is just... <laughs> he's in so much stuff. He's hilarious. We'll talk more about him. Of course. Because, sure. hey, it's Tom motherfucking Hanks. I'm not going to not talk about it's him. It's Tom motherfucking Hanks. Oh, okay. So the cast was talking about how they were filming something. And he... They couldn't get the shot because it's just a crowd of people going around and he went out into the middle of the street and he's like he's like you guys just let me they're they're calling for me let me just go on here real quick he goes out there and he's just like hi my name is forrest forrest gump and everyone's like yes oh my god tell me and he's like okay i just need you guys to clear and they like just like scattered like he he did it they got what they wanted they all left and they could like film the thing and everyone's like this guy is like fucking moses he parted the sea of people like it's crazy but Tom Hanks, we will talk about you again in any of those thousand movies that we just mentioned. Fun fact for you. So, we all know about Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Of course. My okay. Favorite My favorite Love band. Love that Captain. Love that Captain Geach. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. We're not the wonders right now. We're Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Well, this band that they play in their little fake beach party movie is named after two different shrimp restaurants in and around the locations where they filmed Forrest Gump. So I fucking love that. Tom Hanks went to Captain Geach and got some shrimp, and then he also went to the Shrimp Shack Shooters and got some shrimp, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> this would be a dope-ass name for a fictional band's fictional band. <laughs> And so that is, and that's how we get it. I thought that was hilarious. And I saw that, I was like, ooh, that's where he got it from. And now I want to name a restaurant after it. I wonder if he ever thinks, I wonder if he sits there and thinks that him and Bubba would have shared shrimp (laughs) in in that restaurant. 
I hope I hope they did on their off day. They're like, you want to go get some shrimp? Shrimp. And before the movie goes out, Bubba's just like naming all the different shrimps to the waitress, and she's like, "We don't have that." Like, <laughs> we got no. any butter? What else? We got it butter. We got it fried. We have it as a cocktail. What do you we want? got it a coconut, but anything else? We got, got nothing. Sandwiches, the scampi. We got any of that? <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so good. Though. I'm so hungry. Okay, so I guess we should start talking about that thing you do. That band. Because if I know you, you're doing that. Thing. We should be talking about that thing you do. That thing you do do for shoo shoo. You do do. So how about you like give me a little four one one on the music. The music graffiti and where it's at. <laughs> and where it's at. <laughs> Actually, the... it's because this movie is so embedded with so many great songs and so much great music. It was such a joy. I mean, obviously, you've been saying, I've been listening to the album nonstop. This tune cannot get out of your head. It's so catchy. I mean, you hear it, what, like 12 times in the, in this movie alone? <laughs> like every single time. It's like, oh, there it is again. There it is again. What I found really uh, beautiful is that Tom Hanks is responsible for most of the writing and production of the album, which is really impressive. He, out of this movie alone, Playtone, production company for television, film, and a record label, was birthed uh, with Tom Hanks as the president and forerunner of it. That's just so cool to have something that you're so in love with and so passionate about become an even more big passion project for you. And he was able to help so many great films and so many great musicians and artists become recognized. It's so cool. Hey, man, you got to support the arts. You got to mm-hmm. keep it together. And, you know, how cool would it be to have a Playtone record with a hole in it and the grooves and everything? <laughs> What's super cool is that they're, Playtone is an award-winning production company and record label. They have over 52 wins with the Emmy Awards alone with over 107 nominations. Like, they are very well recognized. Now, what's interesting is that uh, the song, That Thing You Do, was actually called out by the producers and, and Hanks. They got a whole bunch of songwriters to submit their own songs to become the title song for it, which is classic Hanks wants to get everybody involved if he can. And obviously, it probably was a little cheaper because you know how we Yeah, know, to find some unknown music, br- fucking band. Yeah, music rights are just ridiculous. So they're like, hey, we yeah. can do this super cheap by just making and composing all of our own music. And so what's really beautiful but also kind of sad to talk about is that Adam Schlesinger, he's from Fountains of Wayne and Ivy, he wrote this song. He's the one that submitted it out of 300 contest submissions. His was chosen. Unfortunately, we just lost him to COVID just last year, (sighs) which is really sad. He was 52 years old. Rest in peace, my good man. He was the bassist of of Fountains of Wayne. But he made this wistfully beautiful ballad for us, and actually it reached number 41 on the chart, baby. Whoa. I know, right? It, like, made some, it made some okay. motion in the ocean, for sure. So, wait. I do have a question. Are those the boys' vocals? or is So, there yeah. So, the guys, like we talked about, um, Scott, Zahn, Embry, and Shellac all learned 
how to play their instruments because they wanted to look as professional and as in sync as possible, but they are not playing. Those are all professional musicians playing. The lead vocalist, Michael uh, Viola, is a he's a famous producer, music producer. He writes a lot of music for a lot of famous people like um, Mandy Moore. He writes a lot of great music for a lot of great people, but he actually got really upset during the recording and filming and then the representation of himself in the film because since he's the lead vocalist, he expected to get credit for that, but he was additional. On the credits, he was acknowledged as additional vocals, not lead vocals, and he got really upset about it. And Hanks and the producers stated in the contract, we wanted to give off the perception that the Wonders were an actual band. So we didn't want to pull too much focus of other professional musicians. You agreed to this. You've been paid for this. Don't make a big deal about this. But apparently he was very much hurt that his vocals weren't recognized. I Okay. I mean, I get what they're trying to get. I get what they're trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. make it seem like, ooh, are they real? Are they not real? But I understand the artist being like, Bitch, no one is really reading the credits, but if they are and they want to know who's singing on this fucking song, I should be on there as in, like, Mm -hmm. lead vocals, so-and-so. So I get both sides, but if that's what he signed, that's what he signed. You should have read that fucking fine print. If you sign that contract. He said, we're all signing. I'm signing. You're signing. Give me a pen. Give me a pen. We're all signing. But he must not have been too upset about it because there are videos of Mike and Adam both playing and singing together this song specifically. They were actually nominated for an Oscar um, for in 1990. Yeah, and it, which one was it? It was the 69th Academy Awards. It was optioned up for Best Original Song. Unfortunately, it lost to Avida. The song. Don't cry me. for me, Argentina. I could get that. Which you're up against Andrew Lloyd Webber. And Madonna, bitch. Like, get it. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. Good try. So, unfortunately, they did lose out on it. But all the songs on this soundtrack are originally composed. Even Tom Hanks, apparently, well, he, he definitely wrote all the lyrics for the very first song that you hear in the movie. I love you lots and lots and lots. I thought that was a real song because that sounds like, I mean it is, but like I thought it was like a real old ass because it sounds mm-hmm. like some stupid song that we'd be playing in like a 1960s right? store. Exactly. <laughs> now Tom Hanks wrote it and coined a, a whole fake band, the Norm Wooster Singers. They're fake. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a real thing. Oh and my goodness. He wrote the solo, the drum solo. He wrote that solo of I Am Spartacus that he plays with Del Paxton at the end. Ooh, I know. Like one of the best songs in the whole movie. I totally want to see Tom Hanks just like going crazy on a, a set of drums. I want to see Tom Hanks in a band. Where's the, where's the Hanks? Where's the Hanks? Where's the Hanks? That's what I'm asking. He's touring with Kim. Kim <laughs> and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> That's just a little bit about the soundtrack and the history of the composition of this beautiful music that we get from this amazing movie. Even though it's not a musical, it feels like a musical. Sure does. Tell your daddy that we're leaving, because there's a party going on. They be fucking getting it. So pull a little closer, let me hold you tight. Come Come on on and dance with me tonight. Doom, 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 doom. Ugh, okay. So, since we're talking about the band, let's talk about how Tom Hanks put them through a little rock band boot camp. He 
made sure that all of them got special training on their instruments that they have to do. Only one, the bass player, actually played the bass. Everybody else. Ethan Embry. <laughs> Classic Ethan Embry. He, he's so uh, He plays quite a few instruments, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very musical. He so, um, yeah, he was just like, you're going to pay me to do what? I got it. Do, 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 do. And he was like, good. But the rest of them had to legit learn how to do it. And it's not like they were playing, like you said. It was so that when the camera shows them playing... The drums are hitting at the right time. It's done correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, the fingers are hitting the right chords. All of that shit needed to be up to par so that real musicians can watch this and forget everything instead of looking at it and being like, they're not even playing. Look at that. That has That's nothing, you know? So I totally appreciate that. They not only mm-hmm. would play during um, the three months ahead of the movie, but... Even while they were shooting every Saturday, they would rehearse for six hours in someone's garage like they were a fucking real band doing all the songs and all the stuff so they could have it down. So by the time that it went to the point where they had to do the full cast read with the cast and crew, Tom Hanks was like, okay, so we're going to do the read. And when it gets to you guys performing, I want you to get up and I want you to go on stage and you guys are going to pay for everybody so they can hear, like, the song. And so the guys were like, okay, got it. <laughs> so they all dressed the same. They had black slacks, white button-up shirts, black ties. You know, guy had his fucking glasses on. And when it came up the time, they went up there like a band and they played. And the cast and crew, like, loved it. They everybody's like out of their seats they're taking pictures they're on the dance floor like they like literally turn their like first table read into like a cool ass party Hell yeah! and i was like oh, fuck yeah they just wanted to show everybody like we we learned it look <laughs> we got it and so everybody was really excited and i was I like love I, I, I love that it's so cool they're so cool i love it let's talk about baby tom hanks now he came in to this audition, he was really good, and Tom was like, hey, so are you tired of hearing people say that you look like me? And he's just like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But I would be like, hell no, man, you know how, many, how much ass I got with this? Like, yeah, I'm Tom Hanks' son. Or I would have said anything. But he's just like, yeah, and so we auditioned. He did a very good job. And Tom liked him, but was immediately like, I can't do it. People are going to think that, you know, he's my son or, like, <laughs> that he looks. I just hired somebody to look like me to do a part that I'm too old to do, like, kind of deal. So he kind of brushed it off. Okay. And he's at his house. He's in the bathroom shaving. And his wife pops in the fucking tape. She starts looking at it. And she reads, like, who's this? Like, who's this? Tom's like, listen, he's like, oh, that's Tom Scott. He's good, but, you know, he just looks too much like me. And she's like, so? Like, but he's good, though. Like, who cares if he kind of looks like you? Which, it's something I didn't really notice until I was older and watching it. Like, is that his son? Like, could he maybe related? But, like, she saw something in him, and Tom was like, you are so right, girl. Mm-hmm. What was I fucking thinking? And he hired him, and I think he did a great job. He was not a drummer. 
but he had rhythm. Tom Hanks was like, you got rhythm? And he said yes. Yeah. Which, asking a white person if they have rhythm, some hot dice right there, you don't know, some loaded dice, like you don't know what the fucking outcome is going to be. And this kid actually had rhythm and could do it. So when you see him playing the drums... That's him playing the drums. Like, he learned how to fucking do it. He, I mean, he's in a lot of films. American Werewolf in Paris and Boiler Room. and uh... Boiler Room is definitely the thing that I, I think of him. Because that movie is such a cool-ass movie. I fucking, have you ever seen that? It's a really good movie. Actually, what's his name's in it, too? Giovanni Rubitsky, right? Yeah. I love when that happens. Because also, Ethan Embry and Liv Tyler had done Empire Records yeah. together. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's so cool. This, this 90s crew. This 90s crew. They're like really... So every single time I think of Tom Scott, though, I think of the most recent uh, he's been in is I'm Sorry with Andrea Savage. I love Andrea oh, Savage. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I heard it was pretty good. It is hilarious. Like a dirty-ass, wonderful comedy about being parents and just being dirty-ass parents. I, like, love it. <laughs> That's wholesome. Um, absolutely. There is a theory surrounding him a theory about yes there's a theory about guy patterson and what happened after the wonders breakup okay so his the theory is him and faye get together they fall in love and they open their own jazz club and live music there's bar and the way that people know this is because Guy is playing the drums in La La Land, and they're talking about how that's his fucking... They're not the same person. Their names are different. But that is one of the conspiracies is that he eventually opened up this thing, and we see a glimpse of their place in La La Land. But it doesn't really check because he would have been way older. Mm-hmm. But that's just like one that was floating out there. But, you know, just a little... I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, he shows up on TV and movies. He's constantly, constantly, constantly working. You've definitely seen him. All of these actors look somewhat different than they did back in 1996. Except Liv Tyler. (laughs) That bitch looks exactly the same. She looks good. She looks exactly... She's a little thicker, but I like her a little thicker. I think it's really, really cute that... Tom Scott took his future wife on their very first date to see Forrest Gump. Aww. And then he gets to fucking work on the... And then he gets to work with Tom Hanks. I think it's so cute. (laughs) Scott likes to say that his family watches that thing you do every Sunday. He's totally joking, but in all these interviews, like, in the recent years, he's like, every Sunday we watch that thing you do. (laughs) On Sundays, we watch. He gets behind the Yeah, if I ever met him and I went over to his house on Sunday, I'd be like, I heard you watching on that that thing you do on Sunday. That's why I came up. I brought you champagne and orange juice. I thought we were watching that thing you do. Get babying out of my face. I thought we were watching Trying to eat my lunch. Trying to eat my lunch. There wasn't that much about Liv Tyler on this movie. I did not hear too much. She, from what I heard, Liv walked in. And she was Faye. There was no one else they were looking at. She walked in. Tom was like, oh, my God, Faye, what are you doing here? (laughs) And he hired her, and he called her Faye Bird their entire time. 
of being on set. It was even on the side of her trailer, you know, and he, yeah, he just kind of just like, so oh, cute. especially being like almost the only girl in this like movie that like just to be like, oh, you're just, mm-hmm. you're favored. You're so sweet. And he said that she, she walked in and she was her. Uh, if you don't know who Liv Tyler is, she is Steven Tyler, who is the lead singer of Aerosmiths. This is his baby girl. And she, I don't think like her adolescence really knew him as her father. It wasn't until she was like preteen teenager that when he started coming around. And I feel like their relationship is pretty close when I see, I see pictures of them all the time. Like, yeah. mm, I'm like, oh. Her and her sister, I can't remember her name, but she's like a beautiful plus size model, Gorge, and uh, she shows up in things. I feel like this is probably the first thing that I remember her in. Obviously. Was this before all the videos with like Aerosmith? Was this before? Well, I didn't become an Aerosmith fan until like the early 2000s because, you know, I'm black and my family wasn't bumping them and I got the internet and started finding things and... They be they came out their second wind of like fame hit in the early two thousands too and so yeah. like I really got into them like oh my god that's your daughter the chick from fucking Armageddon is your daughter so cool so and you're right Empire Records I definitely watched mm-hmm. later in life not in the nineties I saw it in the movie theaters with my sister. I was about to say your sisters definitely would have took you to that shit I was obsessed with Empire Records I it spurred the reason I had to get a job at a record store. Like, that is, that is fact. When I met Miss Lenny, she worked at a record store. I used to go in there, and we used to smoke weed, and I used to buy records. Like True story. True, True story. story. <laughs> so, those two movies helped her rise to fame mm-hmm. with Armageddon, which I feel like they really wanted... Aerosmith to sing a song and he was just like well I got this daughter I don't know how true that is that's just how I always felt like they wanted they're like we need Aerosmith to sing like some life saving fucking rock ballad I "I got this daughter I don't wanna fall fall asleep cause I miss you baby baby Baby. damn you Michael Bay (laughs) we can't forget that she is in the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. as a yep. fucking... Arwen. Arwen. The elf. She was an elf, yeah. The elven, the elven princess. She was quite sweet in that. I feel like, you know what? I want to see her be like a bad bitch. Wouldn't that be fun? She's sweet everything. That's why you... No, no, no. You have to watch that James Gunn film, Super. She go, She curses in that. Oh, She's you were a telling me about addict. this. Yeah, I want to see her she be is... mean. She is so funny. She's so mean to Rain Wilson. It's amazing. <laughs> like, amazing. You have to watch this movie. Um, I absolutely love her in The Strangers. Mm-hmm. You know you know how I feel about some scary movies. Mm-hmm. And that one is a pretty good one. I love her in that show. I don't think it's on anymore. I think they did end it in 2019. But Harlots, the Hulu original Harlots. She is incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she is... On the TV show 911 Lone Star. Is that with Rob Lowe? That is with Rob Lowe. And my dad was just watching that and I was like, like, did you ever think Rob Lowe would like always be on TV? Like forever? I mean, he's, he doesn't age. He's like started in the Brat Pack and now like 
every decade, Elise is on TV for something. Like, okay, so um, Liv Tyler, we love you. We do. Thank you for being a friend. Traveling around the world and back mm-hmm. again. Yeah, we're gonna do Armageddon. I really want to do it. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about um, the bass player. Ethan Embry, I love Ethan Embry. Now, <laughs> when I came over here today, I was asked what his name was in this movie, and I told her it is the bass player. And she's like, "But no, what's his name?" And I was like, "It is the bass player. That's it. <laughs> Look it up. IMDb and tell me what his name is." And she's like, "The bass player." I was like, "It didn't make sense to me." I'm gonna... I wrote down everybody's name because I didn't want to forget. But then when she was telling me that, I was like, you're lying. <laughs> I was like, look it up. It is true. And the reason why his name is the bass player is because... This is cute, though. The bass player really didn't have much lines in the whole entire script. He was not written in there to really have a name or personality. He was just the bass player. But mm-hmm. when he came to like when he came to audition, there wasn't even enough side for him to read to play the bass player because the bass player said so little. He had to read other characters' lines, and when he did, Tom Hanks was like, "I like you, kid," and gave him wrote him more lines because he saw that he was talented and he got the character. So the little lines that we hear of him is thanks to. I guess him and Tom Hanks for just realizing like this character needed a little more than that. Mm-hmm. But instead of giving him a name, I, he just kept it. I'm just more in shock that I've, as many times as I've seen this movie, I never noticed that he didn't have a name. I I, I didn't either. I always love him because he's like, Disneyland! Like... <laughs> <laughs> See, it just proves even more that Ethan Embry is just super adorable is apparently he created his own persona of the character because even in the script, he didn't get a name. Nobody recognized yeah. it. But he himself would Ugh. call him Tobias, his character. Tobias. That, yeah, he... that is the actual name that he gave himself as the character, which I thought was so... He's like, he looks like a Tobias. You guys, if you are ever in an ensemble cast or you're... You know, farmer number two in Oklahoma or whatever. Name your characters. Always oh, name your characters. Character. Give them a backstory. Tell, tell yourself why you're even in this town or in this situation. Why would I even be st- like? You make up your whole life off of you just saying like. So do you want you want ketchup with your fries? Like you got one line, but you have this whole backstory and a name for your character. Everyone should do that. Well, that's that's just like acting one on one. And so him doing that just makes me like super happy. Yeah. I would have just I would have kept trying to like nudging Tom Hanks into like giving me a name. Like I would have just been like, Yeah, you know, I love my character Jerry. You know, I love my character Brad. He's so cool. Like I would just start just changing the name every every day <laughs> to see where it fits, to see if he liked it. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, you know Bernard. This is my fucking, you know, you name it whatever you want. Would you call me Sam? I heard Sam. Was Sam? Are you calling me? Are you calling me? Don't you call me. Oh. He's like, I said the bass player. Sam. Who's yeah. Sam? Sam? <laughs> Lee? Who's Lee? Lee? Okay. So, I love him. I The first thing I remember him in is Dutch. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> which we probably need to do next Thanksgiving. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a Thanksgiving movie. It's hilarious. That is too funny. <laughs> and it took me a very long time to realize that was him because obviously he's like a little boy. Right. Yeah. He's a little jerky kid in the beginning. He's a little jerky kid. Yeah, it took me forever to even realize that was fucking him. And he gets to fucking sit there with uh, Ted Bundy and, and uh, O'Neal just fucking Ted torturing him. He was in a far off place. That was a good one. He, when he was a little kid, he did two episodes of Murder, She Wrote. And then he, like, you know, took a little time. And then he was in... To graduate. He went to Empire (laughs) Records, which we talked about. And, you know, that helps him out. So immediately... But immediately after that thing you do, he did Vegas Vacation, which people shit on, but I actually like that movie. I like it. That's actually the one I watch the most. Is it? It's not the one I watch the most. Mm -hmm. I watch it probably the least, but I fucking love it. He's like, I put a dollar in, I got a car. I put a dollar in, I got a car. I put a dollar in, I got a car. I fucking love it. And you're right, Can't Hardly Wait, which we will definitely do in 90s month because every person in that movie is somebody. So... Not only I like, feel like every single 90s movie is going to have Ethan Embry in it. Uh, That's like a thing. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So we will definitely talk about him again. Let's talk about the real star of this movie. Okay. The hotel that I Love Lucy was at. Ah, yay. He asked them when they're staying in California, where are you going to stay? You know, the hotel where Lucy and Ricky went. And they're like, oh my God. Okay. So. <laughs> Fred Nettle. Fred and Ethel. So that hotel was called the Beverly Palms Hotel. And it is fictional, you guys. It is not a real hotel. You cannot stay in the Ricardo suite. This is not a real place. Sorry to burst your bubble. Does Lamar not work there either? Lamar does not work there. Um, But I... Just wanted to let everybody know that because if you ever come to California and you want to stay there, it's not a real place. But the place that it is based off of is called the Beverly Carlton. And it was built in 1948 and it was full of A-lister residents, y'all. You might know some of these people. Someone like, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe or Mae West or Lucy and Desi. Even motherfucking Frank Sinatra stayed in this hotel, right? Wow. And it got a little run down, as places seem to do. And in 1999, it got rebuilt and restored. And it was named to the Avalon Hotel. And it is still there. You could go there today. And when they redid it, they made it. (laughs) When they redid it, they made it all 50s and 60s and kept the decor of all of the stuff. So if you go in there, they have like a roof patio you can go in that is... They go to the deck that's virtually unchanged from like the 60s. They have a gorgeous uh, suites in there. There's... There is a restaurant called the Vivian Restaurant and Bar inside the hotel. And I look. Is it just like that diner that they are in? Because I love that diner so much. It's not. I wish. I'm so sorry. It is very cute and like chic. It looks kind of small, but the food looks delicious. The cocktails look delicious. I would definitely go. It's inside. This hotel has 82 rooms and goes for 
each room would go for about two hundred and sixty nine dollars. So a night. So if you want to feel that thing you do, I would suggest go. The rooms are gorgeous. I loved it. Um, the pool is in the shape of a bowling ball pin. <gasps> like it's bowling pin. It's so cute. cute. Uh, they have like little cabanas. Like definitely would like to go and have dinner and drinks here one day just to get the feel of this old ass uh, off the beaten track kind of hotel that they fucking have. Yeah, I had never, I knew it wasn't a real hotel, but I didn't know that, like, it was based off another hotel. It's off of Olympic, I believe. So you can see the old fashion of what the hotel looks like if you watch the I Love Lucy episode where they actually go to Hollywood and they pull up into the hotel. So, oh, okay. That's a little bit of our star. It's gorgeous. That gorgeous hotel it does not look like the one in the movie i wish i really wish i yeah i was hoping they had the little diner because i was like i'm gonna go up in there right i would have totally just gone and have a little like coffee at the diner right at the bar the address is 9400 west olympic boulevard and beverly hills california y'all so check it out next time you're in uh the city so then can i give you a little bit of a fun fact Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. So the Hollywood television showcase that they go uh-huh. on television, that's actually shot on stage 33, the Bob Barker studio, because that's where they film The Price is Right. <laughs> at the CBS Television City Tele- in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, no, I did not. I did not think to put that one in there. There you go. You gave me the, another star. A little star. They're supporting artists. A little star. <laughs> Uh, okay let's go on to steve zahn i love steve zahn we have talked about steve zahn and we did um riding in cars with boys he was a big one in that he was a hot ass mess he's a lot funnier in this one he doesn't make me want to like throw something at him i love him so much in this (laughs) i had a crush on him like this movie definitely i had a crush on him for a minute well if that was a pickup line we're match made in heaven i even took the money you sent me to buy his little baby aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's way funnier and more loving in this one. Oh yeah. He also was a really easy cast in this movie. I believe he was probably the first one cast. Mm-hmm. He came in for like unofficial table read just to hear uh, the script, and Tom Hanks was like, "I gotta have this kid. He's fucking hilarious." And like you said, Tom loves to do a little bit of improv, mm-hmm. and he is really good at it as, as well. So I feel like from what I saw, what he would do is he would be like, okay, this is funny. Just, I think you should do something more like, you know, say say this, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe say this, or whatever. You know, just, just do something like that. And then he would, like, let him go and do it his own way. But he had, like, you know, good guidance on what Tom was looking for. And I think that he I just know. had him laughing all the fucking I time. Bet. Are you kidding? I bet. <laughs> Those guys had a ball. He, he, he makes me laugh like all mm-hmm. of the time. He's my favorite part of this movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is probably the first thing I remember him in. Yeah, that thing you do. And then, you this know. This is the first thing I remember him in, for sure. Yeah. Because I didn't see Reality Bites until way later. Until way later. And you're right, because he did another Tom Hanks movie. You've got mail. 
He did, you've got mail. I do remember him and you've mm -hmm. got mail. This place is terrible. I'm going to the nut, the nut shop where it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And one that I feel like people don't really talk about much of him, but Joyride? You remember that? Oh, I remember You remember that. Joyride? Joyride was It was, was like a weird suspense. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was a good one. Yeah, Paul Walker and shit was in it, and there was like mm -hmm. a creepy truck chasing him. Yeah, he's in so much. He's just a well-rounded actor who can do comedy very well, who can do serious things really well. He is the reason probably why I love this movie as much as I do. He has my favorite lines. I mean, all night we've been just quoting him pretty much. He, he shines so hard in this movie that you don't have to worry about him he getting does. hidden in the cast. Like, I can't imagine that all the other actors, when acting with him, they were like, okay, shooting another scene with Steve Zahn. Everyone get ready to burst out laughing every five seconds. I want to see the bloopers. The bloopers, I bet, are hilarious. We'll definitely talk about him again. Okay, so let's talk about douchebag Jimmy and the herdsman. The herdsman. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, what's his name? Scotch. Snash. Snash. I want to call him Scotch. He was probably the worst musician out of all of them. He had the hardest time doing it. He would have his private tutor and he would go over and go over it, even when they were on set and they had downtime. He's like <laughs> in the corner, like A, A, A. A minor, B, B. Like, he's, like, literally saying the things to himself. And he talks about how he worked really hard to play. And so when the camera would come up and they would have his face, he'd be playing and singing. And as soon as he saw the camera starting to, like, pan down, he would start looking at his guitar and start mouthing the letters <laughs> and everything. Because he's like, I'm not really a musician. I can only, like, hold it for so long. But I want the fingers to be good for the close-up. So he did care. He worked really hard on it. And he was the only one to come to his audition, like, in costume. He, you know, slicked his hair back and wore, you know, a shirt and tie and some slacks and came in there as Jimmy. They also talk about how he is the least like his character. He is not a Jimmy, so don't spit on him in the middle of the street or yell at him and say, and say, I quit. I quit. Don't say any. I quit, Mr. White. None of those. He's a, a cool guy from what I hear. And all four of the dudes really enjoyed working with each other. I thought he had the look. I thought he saw it was so handsome. I was like, the group. I Even mean, though you kind of like, ugh, but. He's one of those people who takes himself and his <laughs> art way too serious. Where it's like, we can't even enjoy it. And he really is not, he doesn't, he hasn't been in a lot of film that I would recognize uh, too often. The only thing I really, is the sweetest thing when yep. he's with his wife, Christina Applegate. A, I loved that scene when they're just like all over each other you? and making out. Like, I know. How are you? How Which are we you? already did that movie. Yes, you did. Okay. So here is a fun fact for you. So Give me that fun fact. They did promo for this movie, right? They went to mm -hmm. all around America. They went to Europe. But then they went to Japan. And this shit was off the hook. First things first. They meet Tom Hanks on a private jet. 
And it's like funny because they actually have like their home. I, I watched the whole thing. Like they had their home videos of like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks showing up like, hey. He was being silly and he does a circles over and over and keeps waving at them and then he gets out and he's like oh i didn't see you guys here <laughs> you know funny something with that and they get on the jet and they fly to japan and while they're there the captain everyone's like i hope everybody has their passports and uh tom scott digs in his pocket and he's like oh shit oh no fuck so they had to drop him off in Seattle and he had to like fly or meet somebody to get his passport. The rest of them went on to Japan. Like they did like their first like round of interviews. Like, yeah, this dumbass left his passport. Didn't think that he needed to go to a whole different ass country. country. And, you know, he'll be here tomorrow. Sorry, y'all. And so like, you know, they did their stuff. And eventually he came <laughs> and they like got to dine at like the finest restaurant in Japan and they said they were ready to like leave like oh I guess dinner's over and everything okay yeah and they're like getting up and they're like no 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 sit down and then like a wall opens up and a fucking karaoke machine is there and so they're like sitting in this expensive yes. restaurant karaoke and like they said it doesn't matter where you go like a restaurant a bar a fucking art museum there's gonna be a karaoke machine like somewhere in Japan so <laughs> they had a fucking great time with that they started doing like TV shows and like it was really funny because the signs would say like Tom Hanks and the Wonders like they like sold them as like a band they dressed like them they didn't understand anything that anyone was saying but they'd point at them and they'd be like you doing and they'd just start thinking and like having a good time it was funny some of the things that they did actually happened in the movie like um, the bass player's strap broke and he had to like catch his guitar he had to catch and like his and passes off the, tr- the yeah. trophy like get out here. Well, yeah, that happened in Japan in real life. <laughs> you know, so they had some good time. Tom Hanks would stand around acting like he's producing them or managing them when really he's just being Tom Hanks. It was like the time of their life. Like they loved it. They had a good-ass time, and I am jealous that I didn't get to go to Japan with them. Everyone thought that they were a real band. This band, The Wonders, The O'Neaters, The O'Netters, they are based off of some bands you might know. So, obviously, they are for dudes, so they kind of have a feel and sound of the Beatles, which is what they were going for. And they also... Uh, went for the inspiration of the Rolling Stones and another band that I have never heard of mm-hmm. but Tom Hanks really loved was Dave Clark Five never heard of them but apparently they if you put all of them together they're the Wonders another thing is that the band started to get like big heads and started being full of themselves because they would play and girls would scream and swoon nice. and surround the stage but they have to keep reminding themselves that these people are paid to yell at you not to, not because they're fucking fans they are paid extras bitch they're not your real fans and i thought that was hilarious that they like he was like if i close my eyes i can like legit feel like i'm a real band i got girls screaming at and then they say cut and everybody's just like yeah like chill and not even worried about them and so that's funny. That's funny. You got anything to add into this show, Miss Annette? 
We do not. My favorite is let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn all night. <laughs> let it burn all night. <laughs> let it burn all night. All right, you guys, we made it. It was fun. Oh my god. Okay, so are you guys ready? Yes. For Z for the people. Uh, yes, sir. All right, this Z for the people, I'm 99% sure I already did it, but who cares? Yeah, speak the so, truth, Z. Speak the truth. the truth. So try to find one that works with this. Tom Hanks works really big with, like, children and AIDS patients, and that didn't really feel like it was going to flow in this movie. So I picked VH1 Save the Music Foundation. And their mission is to help students, schools, and communities reach their full potential through the power of making music. Um, and so the way that they do this is by... Because this foundation is one of the largest music foundations in the United States. And they donate instruments and music technology and support and services for the teachers and... They, you know, give music education to children. Mm. This foundation has been around for as long as I can remember being a kid watching VH1 and they'd be like, VH1, sing the music. But they're <laughs> still out there giving grants to schools and making sure that kids have an outlet in music because that is just what people need, especially right now of any being any type of artist of us trying to come back into the real world and make sense of what we just all went through. We need art. We need music. I know they're all, I know that I'm not the only one that sat in quarantine and like bumped music to make myself feel good. I know I'm not. And we have to thank, you know, people who inspired children to learn this stuff when they were young. So by the time they're in their twenties and thirties, they're fucking writing masterpieces and all this great stuff. So, I would say if you are looking for a grant for your school, um, I would go on here. Or if you're ready to donate your time and donate your money, go to savethemusic.org. And yeah, All keep right. it going. I love it. And that's my Z for the people. You guys, we were fucking, we did it. We did it. We're doing it. It was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, you for joining. Here. This was fun. It was so great to have you. Mm-hmm. If you want to check us out and check out any of our other episodes, you guys, you know where to find us. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there, baby. We got yep. we got our Podbean all set up, ready to go. We're on Spotify, FM Player, Flossed in Paradise. Flossed in Paradise. Which is podparadise.com. Go ahead and check it out. You can email us at Lights Camera Cocktail, no S. Get the S out of here. At gmail.com. We love reading those close encounters. Any recommendations you might have? Any any other trivia, fun photos you can send us, please send them our way. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, don't forget our Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. 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 <laughs> Uh, Instagram, I blew up today, so y'all better go on there and see what's up. Blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. It's so good to talk to you guys. I love drinking with you and hanging out with you tonight. I love drinking and talking with you always and forever. Annette, thank you for joining us. Please come back again when we do another movie that you are so passionate about. Yeah, you guys. Oh, wait. I have to tell you what movie we're doing next week. Okay, so... Next week for my feel-good movie, 
we are going to do super bad. People don't forget. I am McLovin. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yep. So I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be. I'm excited because I don't know what we're going to drink, but it's going to be fun. We'll see. We'll see what I can come up with. We'll see what's out there. So everybody, please tune in next week for another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. You unplug and you run. Run off stage. Smiling. Smiling. Smiling, Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. And I'm going to win that Blue Ribbon. (laughs)